0: Hello. It's your old Chuckle Buddy. It's me, Jonathan James Ramchand, reporting live for Duty on July twenty fourth, two thousand and eighteen. In the year of our Lord Welcome to Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast I am suffering the tortures of the damned So to speak Hate to be so dramatic But I am (laughs) I'm, I'm definitely going through some things at the moment and they're not the biggest things in the world, but at the end of the day, it is my life, right? So it is what I'm going through at the moment, and it's, uh, it's okay. It's okay, I'm going to get through it. But it just um, it causes a lot of f- anxiety, frustration, needless worry, and um, let me talk about it here a little bit and uh, try to make some fun out of it. So, um, <laughs> I went to work today. If you're new to my podcast, I'm an alcoholic, I'm a stand-up comedian, I'm an actor, and I am a uh, temporary laborer. That's how I pay the bills, you know what I mean? That's how I, um, you know, keep the lights on here over at... uh jr the podcast and if you have any questions for the podcast just send all your questions to uh jr.thepodcast at gmail.com that's jr.thepodcast at gmail.com send me in your questions send me your queries send me your qualms jr.thepodcast at gmail.com so um yeah that's how i do it i uh i got a colorful life and it's getting a lot brighter but um at the moment, there's some peaks and valleys, different shades of gray, fifty shades of gray. Oh, I'm biting my fucking uh index finger right now. Fifty shades of gray. Fifty shades of gray or err. Isn't that the new one coming out? It's fifty shades of gray err. The grayest shades of gray. Are you ready to lose control? I'm about to lose some control right now on the podcast. Uh, you ready to get you ready to lose control <laughs> as if sexual bliss even exists you know what sexual bliss is fucking somebody and not wanting to run out of the room the second you're done that's <laughs> that's that's sexual bliss to me ah, I'm ready to be set free oh <laughs> I don't know it's one of those chick flicks I guess, but um anyways, I digress. I went to my temporary labor job. Um, what in the fuck? Do you guys hear this? There's like a riot or something going on outside. I don't know what it is. Is this like a fucking street festival or a fucking, um, you know, uprising from the peasants in my neighborhood? We're sick of living at fucking, um, at a peasant's fucking salary. Pay us. We want freedom. We want equality. Is there a fucking revolt going on that I don't know about? No. I don't know if you guys heard that, but there was like um some like feedback echoes from like a one of those like um what do you call those things? Uh the bullhorn when you speak into it? You know, down with whatever like when you speak into those things. But anyway, um Yeah, I digress again. I digress my digression. I digress my digression. And now let me um, get back to the program. So yeah, I work temporary labor. And um, uh, today I went to work at a botanical garden. Beautiful botanical garden. um, Leslie and Lawrence Street East. That's uh, Toronto, Canada. It's a beautiful botanical garden. Edward Gardens. And as I mentioned, I'm an alcoholic. And one of my first encounters there was um, I went to uh, a man's 50th year celebration of sobriety. 50 years he was sober 50 or 51, I can't remember, but it was up there. And um, I remember I, it was like, you know, I was probably maybe seven or eight months sober at the time. Uh, so then I go to this. Uh, it was like a celebration. And the man, he, he received um, a medallion for, um, you know, just like a little um, engraved kind of a chip, you know, a little, they call it a souvenir, call it whatever you want to call it. Um, he received a little something or other medallion, whatever you want to call it, a trinket for his 50, 51 years of sobriety. And he got up and he told this amazing story of redemption of perseverance in the face of, um, hardship, you know, just because you get sober, sober doesn't mean there ain't going to be problems in your, in your, um, in your life, right? And he, he, he shared his great story of strength and hope and, um, yeah, and then on, in a beautiful venue, in a beautiful botanical garden, right? So, um, that's kind of like my first, um, interaction with this, uh, botanical garden that was, uh, you know, as I am one year and, uh, eight months sober today. So this was about a year ago when I went to this, I guess. So anyway, um, I'm at the botanical gardens working today and I get sent out to work with another alcoholic. He's, um, he's one of us and, um, you know, generally speaking, I don't. Um, I don't mix with other people at work. I'm not. I'm in a place in my life right now where I'm just trying to focus on me. I'm not trying to get caught up in other people's stuff, especially if I don't like your tone, right? And this guy, he's got some bad tone. You know, it's all like fuck bro. like he's this black guy, right? And um, he talks like a fucking surfer from fucking Southern California or something. And he's all like, you know, oh, fuck, bro. Like, dude, like, it's fucking gnarly. We're going to go to, uh, it's fucking sick. We're going to go to the botanical garden today. Hope there's some bitches. Hope there's some hot bitches at work today. Fuck. It's like, holy shit, bro. Like, you know, and the thing about alcoholism or any addiction, some people believe that you get arrested emotionally and maturity-wise. You get arrested In the place and time in which you started your addiction. So like, you know, let's say you start drinking at a, you know, 14 years old. A lot of people believe that you're emotionally in that place up until you quit drinking and start doing some work on yourself. I totally believe that. I was kind of like an emotional, like I was a 30-year-old man. But maturity-wise or emotional maturity-wise, inner life-wise, I was kind of like a 14-year-old child. Of course, I, I knew about responsibility, and I'd gone on and done things in my life, and I'd worked out towards my career, and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. But, like, emotionally inside, I was like a 14-year-old child. Hope I'm not turning any pedophiles on out there. Mm, tell me more. You were like a 14-year-old boy, weren't you? Tell me more. But, like, um, that's what I was. And so this dude, he's totally that way, too. Like, thack, bro. Hope there's some hot bitches today at work. What do you think, bro? He's like, he's saying this shit on the subway, right? Like, it's early in the morning. People can hear us and people are looking. And it's like, man, you're like a 32-year-old man. You need to grow up and quick or you're going to be alone for the rest of your fucking life. I didn't say that. But it's like, who? what kind of attention are you trying to get? Like, and we actually wound up having this discussion, you know, like, because he kept on talking, like, in a very loud and obnoxious manner. And he was talking about temporary labor, too, right? And he's like, fuck, bro. Like, fucking sick of temporary labor, bro. Like, it's fucking bullshit. Like, um, fuck. Like, I, like, I mean, yeah, like, how can you even make a living on the salary that we get paid and blah, 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 right? And I'm like, you know, man, like, first of all, there's nothing wrong with the salary. It's just basically how you budget your money. I mean, there's tons of people in this city making the same amount of money we make, and yet they exist. And um, number two, um, I don't want to talk about this on the bus. Like, don't you want to portray a positive impression? Like, if you had the choice between making a positive or a negative impression, what would you choose? Like, I think it's a fairly obvious question, do you want to be portrayed in a positive light to the people around you in the hope that positive things will come to you? Or do you want to portray yourself in the negative light, which will almost definitely attract negativity towards you? Oh, fuck, bro. I guess you got a point. <laughs> yeah, you're right, bro. I'm going to try to be a little bit more positive today. <sighs> so that's what I mean about the guy. He's not like hopeless and he's got, a, he's got a desire to want to quit drinking. And that's why I talked with him and that's why um, I took the time. But, like, generally speaking, like I said, I'm, you know, like, I'm dealing with a lot of my own shit. I'm trying to keep myself afloat and do the things I need to do. And, you know, what the fuck, man? Do I want to be a babysitter to a 32-year-old man? You know what I mean? Like, come on, bro. Like, I shouldn't have to tell you how to behave on a bus. I shouldn't have to tell you how to behave in public, you know, like, talking like a moron, basically, right? So we get to the job site at the Botanical Gardens, And the foreman comes up, right? And Oh, good morning, guys. How are you? Good to see you. My co-worker goes. Like, fuck, bro. Like, uh, you know, it says on the work ticket that we're going to be digging today. Like, that wasn't in the job description. If you want us to be digging today, like, you guys got to pay us extra. It's like, it's a higher rate of pay when when we're digging. Like, you you know, like, it's a higher rate, just so you know. The foreman's like, uh, Okay. First impressions, so that's right out the gate, the guy is like making himself um, a, a pro, an antagonist to the fucking um, foreman, right off the bat, he's like confrontational and you gotta pay me this and that and whatever, like the guy's like looking at him like, who the fuck is, are these guys, like this is his first impression of us, right, and I, I try to strive to make a good first impression <clears throat> and... Um, Generally speaking, I would distance myself from a person like this. I wouldn't lump myself in the same category. Like, that's him. This is me. Good to meet you. Whatever, right? But I'm trying to steer near to the guy. I'm trying to stay, you know, I was interested in being around him that day to just, you know, to talk sobriety, right? Because he seemed to want to talk about sobriety and he had questions and stuff. I had a pamphlet on me that had some information on, um, you know, getting newly sober, And um, so it was important, it was more important for me today to stay near my co-worker who was trying to talk and figure out some things about sobriety than it was to make a good impression to like some fucking, you know, some whatever, some suit, some company man or whatever, right? Who gives a fuck? But you know, it wound up biting me in the ass. I'll get to that. But generally speaking, um, it was a beautiful day at the botanical gardens, man. I saw a chipmunk. <makes noise> a little chipmunk like uh ran by me and I looked at him he was beautiful I was like holy shit like he looked just like what you see in like a Walt Disney Bambi fucking scene or something right <makes noise> a little chipmunk right and um I love I love how they're strictly business he ran up and he he was standing there and he was like looking at me out of the corner of his eye right he's like <makes noise> <makes noise> he's just like staring at me right <makes noise> Kinda of like, are you gonna feed me? Like, uh can't stand here all day, are you gonna feed me? He's like, bam. He like ran off, right? I was oh, he's gorgeous, little fucking chipmunk. And I gotta take a look at the fucking botanical gardens, all the beautiful um uh flowers and plants and trees. Tall, tall trees. I I don't know what they call them, like um those weeping vine trees. Uh, My co-worker's like, dude, it reminds me of like Mississippi, you know, like the deep south, bro. Like I'm getting a mint julep. (laughs) So uh, I was like, okay, cool. And uh, part of why we were there was we're helping with the installation of um, all these handcrafted um, statues from Zimbabwe. (coughs) Zimbabwean uh, artists were on site. They had handcrafted all these beautiful uh, stone statues and we were helping like uh, dig up uh, to help um, erect them, so to speak, right? Um, Basically, they would like, um, you know, drill a hole in the bottom of the statue and uh, connect it to like a tree stump somehow with like a threaded rod, right? So yeah, it was pretty interesting. And uh well, no it wasn't at all, but uh <laughs> that's what we were doing. So um I mean the the, the artwork was interesting and uh, you know lo, 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 lo. it was kind of cool to see like these um Sam Bob uh artists, you know, they were getting a lot of compliments and their work was beautiful. And uh but yeah, there I am stuck with the fucking uh the fucking newbie Uh, Alcoholic uh, Sober alcoholic there Got stuck with this newbie Trying to You know Hear him out about alcoholism and stuff And he's getting all like Fuck bro Like I don't even care bro Like fuck this place I don't even care He's getting all like aggressive And loud and yappy And like there's families walking around right There's like old people and shit He's just making a complete fool of himself right And You know I didn't lead on as much as I should have, probably. But he was—he was—he was definitely annoying me. But like, that—that uh, that day was about him. I was trying to listen to him. I was trying to be there for him, because um, that's what we need as alcoholics—is to talk, talk to people who care and understand. And that's just what people need in general. People need to talk, right? So I guess you know he was feeling it enough to talk to me about it. So you know I try to. I tried to reserve my my distaste for some of his uh, attitudes and stuff, right? Fuck, bro! I don't even care if I'm here, bro. And oh, look at this bitch over here, bro. She's hot. Fuck, and and um, you know, fuck this, and like uh, you know, like just swearing and loud and obnoxious, and people are looking at us, right? And it's just like, dude, like. This is a family place. You can't be acting that way, right? I had to tell him a couple times, man, like, you're making a bad impression, bro. Just like, like, I'm not trying to say that you have to be some kind of whipping boy like um, Uncle Tom. Oh, sir. Oh, boss, sir. Thank you for the job today, boss. Oh, I love digging up holes and erecting sculptures, boss. Oh, boss. Like, I I wasn't trying to tell him to, like, be some kind of fucking uh, company man. But it's like, dude, like, this is our livelihood. We're getting paid for this. Like, let's, like, why, why shoot a cash cow? Like, we can come back to this job for the rest of the week, right? But instead, you know, he, he talked all stupid like he did. You know, fuck, bro. Oh, fuck. Look at this bitch over here, bro. Fuck. I don't give a shit about any of this. I can't wait till this day's done, bro. Fuck. Talked and acted like a moron. And obviously the people heard. So when it came time to sign out, you know, they sign our ticket as a temporary laborer. Like the way we run our, the way our company works is they give us like a daily work ticket. So we had our daily work ticket and it was the end of the day. Time for the, the boss, uh, the boss that he, um, you know, reamed out at the beginning of the day, you know. Like, fuck, we're not going to be digging no holes unless we're getting this rate and blah, blah, blah. Like the boss that my coworker reamed out at the beginning of the day. He's now signing our ticket. It's the end of the day. And, um... Fucking my co-worker said some stupid shit like, So yeah, you want us back? Because, like, um... You know, like, we're good workers. Like, we don't drink and shit, bro. Like, fuck, we don't even drink. Like, we're not all scruffy and we don't drink. Like, we're not like that. And then the guy was like, Well, um, you know, I'm not exactly clean shaven and I drink sometimes. And, like... It just kind of got awkward, right? And he's like, well, fuck, bro. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, we're not drunk. And like, like he starts talking about if we are or aren't drunk. And yeah, fuck, bro. And like, it's like, dude, he was signing our ticket. All we had to say was, yo, do you want us back tomorrow? But no, you, may, like, you make it this big, awkward, convos- convoluted story about if we're drunk or if we're not drunk. And then the guy basically didn't want us back, long and short of it. So basically, like, we we no longer had that uh, option to go back to work for the rest of the week. You know, that's like, you know, a week's pay, easy money that just got flushed down the toilet. Especially at a time when there's not so much work at the office at the moment, right? So it kind of pissed me off, man. It kind of chapped my ass. Because it's like, yo, man, like, I bend over backwards to fucking... You know, and that's the thing about alcoholism. You're never supposed to forget. You're not supposed to make it about you. Blah, 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 right? Like, trying to... Try to not shoot... Not shoot our wounded. And um, hopefully I got through to him. But it came at a price, man. Like, he annoyed me today and... Um, <clears throat> kind of got muscled off of that job. But at the end of the day, if it helps another alcoholic, it's all for the better. But, um... That's just what I'm talking about and dealing with, man. Because it's just like everywhere I turn, it's it's nothing but people I don't want to talk to and people that need my help. That just seems like the only people in my life right now. It's like, I turn to the right. Oh, there's somebody I don't want to talk to, yet they want to talk to me. I turn to my left. Oh, there's somebody who needs my help. Like, I can't get... It's like I'm never in a position of my own desire. (laughs) That sounded kind of poetic. That sounded kind of like a what do you call that? Emo. I'm never in a position of my own desire. That could be like a like a Joy Division song. I'm never in a position of my own desire. Or like a the, the Cure or something. I'm never in a position of my own desire. But I'm never in a position of my own desire lately, man. It's just like. It's always somebody who needs my help or um, somebody who just annoys the fuck out of me but needs to talk to me. It's like I'm never in a position of my own desire. (laughs) You know, I'm working these fucking horrendous jobs. You hear that screech outside? I don't know if I mentioned it earlier in the podcast, but you hear that? Fuck you. I think I mentioned that in the podcast earlier or not. I don't know. uh, This is my second... uh, that had a couple you hear this that's my life bro I go I, uh, I I, go and I work temporary labor with a bunch of um, um, adult children then I come home to my neighborhood with screaming drug addicts and mental patients then I go and I slug it out at uh, hear this What happened? Somebody stole your crack rock? Your fentanyl piece? Hold on. Shut up! Shut up! (laughs) You know, but, um... (laughs) Screaming lunatics in my neighborhood. So, like, this is the life that I'm around. You know, it's like... Never anything of my own desire. If I'm not trying to help an alcoholic, I'm being fucking accosted and screamed at by them in the in the fucking neighborhood I live in. I'm at sobriety meetings, and then I'm doing, like, the podcast, and I'm doing, like, um... fucking, like, open mics and shit. And it's just, like... I feel like I'm going through the tortures of the damned right now, man. I feel like Hercules when, like, uh... He had to go do those 12 labors. Granted, he killed his wife and his fucking children. Then he had to pray to the god Apollo. And uh, then he got sent to some king who made him do, like, 12 years of back-breaking labor. The 12 labors of Hercules. (laughs) But, like, um... So, you know, it's not quite the same thing. But, um... Yeah, I'm suffering the tortures of the damned right now. You know what I mean? I'm just... I'm never... But you know, it guess I guess it all comes down to gratitude, because, you know, a mere one year and eight months ago, I was more or less my coworker. I was more or less just like my coworker, just obnoxious, drunk, stupid, couldn't see the forest for the trees. I was like that guy outside screaming. I had mental episodes when, like, I had a paranoid episode when I thought the sun was following me. I was like, the sun. Because I'd been, like, up on drugs and fucking drunk for, like, days. And I'm like, the sun. You know, everybody loses their mind every now and then. So, you know, I can never forget where I'm from. I should have a little bit more gratitude and just try to work through these problems and stop judging them as harsh. But it's hard, man. Baby, it hurts to love you. Baby, it hurts to need you too. You make me wanna, you make me wanna cry. It's a hard knock life for us, man. Jay-Z said it himself. Or he got some kids to sing it for him. But it's a hard knock life, man. It's a fucking biatch out there sometimes, man. And I got to stay humble and grat- grateful for what I got, you know what I mean? But like, you know, I could feel the fucking pressure, man. Like the other day I bought a pair of sunglasses for work. Just a cheap pair of sunglasses I had to buy for work. And um, I made the cardinal mistake. Never buy anything begrudgingly. Don't ever spend money begrudgingly because you will always regret it. If you 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 know if you don't have to buy something and you feel like you're being forced into it or whatever, don't do it. Cardinal sin that I committed. I mean, well, I guess the first cardinal cardinal sin was being a fucking lazy, low-down, shitless, rotten, spineless, good-for-nothing, rotten, lousy, alcoholic for uh, 16 years. And uh, <laughs> I guess that was the first cardinal sin. But um, the second one I committed was purchasing things begrudgingly. I bought a pair of sunglasses uh, this past weekend because, like, I was in a daze, right? Like I said, there's a lot of things that are beyond my desire that I'm involved with. Like, I've been working really hard. Yesterday, um, you know, um, well, just to, to talk about the sunglasses, like, I, I wound up, um, last week, I had to buy a pair of sunglasses for work. Just wanted a cheap pair to wear because, like, you know, I work outside sometimes. I wanted to spend like 20 bucks or something. So I go to this store and um, the lady behind the counter, she's all weird and shit. Oh, yeah. It's like this little fucking store in like my neighborhood. And she advertised the sunglasses for two for 20. I go in there. I'm like, oh, yeah, like I might get some of these sunglasses. Two for 20. Well, actually, no. Uh, no, not those ones. Those ones are two for thirty, but these ones are. Uh, me, uh, uh, it's like, yo, know, this isn't like a major life decision that I'm making here. I just want to buy a pair of sunglasses. Like, the sign said two for twenty. Now it turns out it's. Uh, well, no, it's not quite. No, no, okay. No, I mean, like these ones are twenty, but those ones are. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, well, how about how much are these ones? Maybe I can figure this out. Maybe I can use my brain power to make a purchasing decision because it's such a big fucking deal. Okay, well, how much are these ones? Well, I, I, I know. Those ones say, um, well, I think these ones are like 50% off. I mean, so these ones are like $15. Okay, so like after all the confusion of how much the fucking sunglasses cost, I'm I'm like, I'm really not interested in buying anything here. Like, this should be a fairly simple, carefree, pleasant experience. I wanted a pair of sunglasses, grab a cheap pair of sunglasses off the rack, get out the door. Now it's all this, the whole, (laughs) so finally I settle on a pair of sunglasses, begrudgingly. In my heart, I'm like, I don't want these, but you know, I've already spent all this time talking to this lady and all this blah, blah, like, let me just get these sunglasses, get the fuck out of here, right? So I grabbed the sunglasses and we go to the till. She rings it up. Oh, that'll be uh, $28.92. So let me get this straight. It's um, now basically double the price that I wanted to pay and that you had advertised. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> because... <of laughs> oh, my God, whatever. So I just buy the sunglasses, right? And like, as I bought the sunglasses, I kind of had a feeling like these aren't going to last. Like, Do you ever have that feeling sometimes when you, you buy something and you just know it's not going to be in your life for very long? Right, like, um, so I buy the sunglasses, and like I had them for a week, and then I'm coming back from like a sobriety meeting um that I didn't want to go to, but I was invited to, but then something happened, and blah blah, blah. like I said, I'm always just being inundated with things that I don't want or need, it seems like, right, but, um, it's never a bad thing to go to a sobriety meeting, but still, like fuck, like. Anyways, I'm coming back from a meeting that I went to begrudgingly to begin with. So then um, I'm coming back from the meeting and um, I accidentally, um, like I had I my glasses on my head. And as I'm taking my sunglasses off, I kind of dropped them so that I try to catch them in my arms. Like, I, I kind of, like it was, you know, just a weird little fumble. Like ba- barely any pressure, bar- barely any like pressure or, you know, in a little bit of a fumble um, I wound up bending the sunglasses, one of the sunglass arms. And I'm looking at it, right? And everything just fucking swoll up in me. And um, I could have fixed the sunglasses, but I just raged out, man. I'm like, Aah! and I just snapped the fucking sunglasses, right? And I'm like, whoa, first temper tantrum of 2018, you know, July 21st to 2018, my first uh, temper tantrum of the year. So I'm like, OK, that's not so bad. But like as I hulked out, right, I'm like, I snapped the fucking sunglasses, right? This chick was like looking at me from across the street. She looked a little turned on, to be honest. She was like, oh, dangerous. But, you know, it's probably just my fucking distorted ego. She was probably like, oh, my God, what a mental patient. <laughs> Excuse me. I snap these fucking sunglasses, right? And it just—it all comes from a place of frustration and um, and also ingratitude at the bottom line. Because you know, I gotta just learn to be more grateful for the things I have. And I generally do have a lot of gratitude, but it's hard when you're—you um, know—I strive for spiritual progress, not perfection. But it's hard when I'm out there trying to walk that line of um, decency and humility and understanding in my life. It's hard to walk that line because I'm like everybody. I want things. Sometimes I want them today when the truth is they may not come for several days down the line or whatever, right? And you, you can't, you know, wanting something versus being ready for it. Those are two completely different things. I feel like I'm ready for a lot more in my life, but, you know, I just got to play my cards and see how it's all revealed. But, um, you know, just been having a lot of these feelings of um, just frustration and uh, ingratitude, I guess, because, um, like I said, I've got a lot of um, things that are outside of my own desire around me. Blah 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 and blah 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 from um you know quote unquote industry, and blah 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 from like it's just like noise. Like as I was on the subway today, there's this girl behind me and she was talking on the phone. Sorry, on the bus, rather. She was talking on the phone, and she talked for fucking 20 minutes straight. She, like, nattered on for fucking 20 minutes. Everybody's just like, oh, my God. First thing in the fucking morning, she was so fucking loud. And this is just, like, my everyday life, man. It's just, like... I feel like I'm being inundated with nonsense I don't need to hear or maybe I do need to hear and that's the crazy part. But at the end of the day, I just got to be grateful, man, because like um you know, as you look at what happened in Toronto this past weekend uh the Greek Town shooting. I mean, that shooting in Greek Town happened literally a block or like on the same block where um I do stand-up comedy pretty much every night or not every night, but um, every uh, weekend, and um, right on the Danforth, uh, Danforth and Pape, and man, that's fucked. So, you know, two people lost their lives, a young woman and a young girl. Thirteen people or so were injured. So I gotta have gratitude for... That always makes me see the different side of the coin when I see people that tragic things happen to them needlessly so I got no qualms or complaints today really you know um just gotta keep working at it and have more faith in it really and um my heart really just goes out to um my co-worker today may he find the strength um, of sobriety as I told him it's for him to have you know he can have it too and um, to the people of the Toronto Greek town shooting uh, the young lady and the young girl that passed away this weekend from that and the dozens other, the dozen other that were um, injured Um, I'm just going to say that and count my blessings. couple good things, though, that have been going on in my life, though, um, kind of things that make me smile is, um, I've been watching Dregnet. I don't know if you guys know that series, Dregnet. The following is based on true stories. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. Dragnet, it was like an old 50s uh, cop show. They recount like um, incidents of true crime starring Jack Webb and produced by Jack Webb. He was giving me a lot of inspiration lately because I'm thinking along those lines, trying to start my own production company and stuff like that. And this guy, he did it all himself. You know, He, um, he acted, he starred as Sar- Sergeant Friday. My name's Friday. He stars as Sergeant Friday. And um, yeah, it's it's actually pretty good. It's actually pretty relevant to today. A lot of the themes that come up today, like um, in terms of like LSD and drugs and uh, just the youth, the disenfranchised, racism, um, sexism, sexual perversity. A lot of these issues are still kind of in the whole criminal pantheon. Is that the word? The, the, the whole criminal lexicon of the day is still very much the, similar to the 1950s. They're dealing with a lot of the same drugs and attitudes that we're dealing with today in this show, Dragnet. Go check it out. You can listen to like radio versions of it, and um, you can also see episodes of it on YouTube, right? But one thing that cracked me up about that show was <laughs> they had this episode where um, these kids these kids are doing drugs man and like you know thank god for programs like dare and like thank god for like the awareness that we do have on drugs in this day and age man because like these kids right in the 50s and shit they didn't have any reference to what was a hardcore drug or what was a mediocre drug right so on one hand people would be like you know like sergeant friday would be like what is that you get like a little like rolled up cigarette and break it in half just what i thought marijuana Boom, boom, boom! Right, but like, um, also, like, you know, it's like they they they, they vilified marijuana as so um, evil, but yet they put like heroin in the same category. They're like, some kid was like banging heroin. <laughs> it's like it's almost like the same thing as as like, ah, huh, yeah, he's on marijuana and heroin. Yeah, those are the same thing. <laughs> And um, the kid, he's explaining why he does it, right? And this is what cracked me up. This is one of the things that got me smiling this week. Um, the kid's like, uh, the Sergeant Friday's like, Yeah, you and your friends have been up to no good, haven't you? Yeah, you've been doing speed balls, yellow jackets, goofballs. Come on, kid, where'd you get the H? The kid goes, Well, I'm sorry, officer, but I had to. Or else the other kids at school were going to say I was chicken. <laughs> Was chicken? Gosh, I'm sorry, officer. I had to do it, or the other kids at school were gonna say I was chicken. And notice how I say chicken, because like I know how to say chicken, chicken, right? But the way the kid goes chicken, they was gonna say I was chicken. I was like, really? Is that what made you do heroin in 1950? Because somebody called you a chicken? Like yo, know, like I got the perfect um, retort. For anybody who calls me a chicken, I'm like, yo, I'm obviously not a fucking chicken. Do I have fucking feathers and like fucking claws? And do I like, am I walking around with a fucking glove on my head? Like, do I look like a fucking chicken to you? Go ahead and call me a chicken. What does that even mean? He's a chicken, a chicken. <laughs> ah, that's why you've been taking smack, goofballs, yellow jackets, huh? Yeah, I can't gobble them up quick enough, can ya? You? The youth of the day. What a wasted generation. My name's Friday. So like chicken, chickens have been in my mind. And um, also, um, you know, um, I'm, like I say, I'm, I'm an amateur musician. I play uh, bass and bass guitar mainly. And I'm trying to learn how to play guitar a little bit. And um, I like to go on YouTube and lo- watch little videos about different things, right, uh, in, in regards to playing. And um, I saw one, um, this video on, they call it chicken picking. Chicken picking—it's like a style of like guitar playing that's um, kind of like kind of like in country music, where um, basically they um, they emphasize um, using a pick, a very like um, kind of like a like a very rigid pick, and you pluck the strings with certain intervals in a certain way that sounds like a chicken. Basically, like. <laughs> So you can do these little, these really, um, these really kind of country, kind of hoedown kind of little solos, right? Chicken picking. And I'm like, yeah, man, I'm going to be working on my chicken picking. So I was, I was working on my chicken picking this, this weekend, right? And uh, this past weekend. It was pretty fun. Because sometimes, like, I, I get it in my head where it's like, um, that's the crazy part, too, right now about... Um, not the crazy part, but um, that's one of the challenges right now in my sobriety and just with everything that's going on. It's like, it's really up to me now. Like, you got to be careful what you wish for sometimes because then the ball is in your court. Like, I, I wished for sobriety. I wished for a chance to get back at my life and career. And now it's in front of me. Now I got to fill those hours and maintain that time. And put some energy into you know being a better performer with the stand up, with the podcast, with the starting up of different projects, and with my chicken pecking, right? So like now the ball's in my court. It's staring me right in the face, and that's one of the things that have been um, kind of on my head lately. Is just like you know care for what you wish for, because now it's on me. Now it's on me to deliver. But um, I got a little sidetracked there. Back to chicken pecking. <laughs> Chicken-picking. And, uh, you know, sometimes I get, like, lazy and I don't want to rehearse, even though it's always a good thing when I rehearse, because, like, um, it's like, like I always get lazy and I don't want to practice, like, playing bass. But then as soon as I pick it up, like, I, I can get just lost in it. You know, like, an hour or two will go by. I'm like, holy fuck, I was just really in it. But the idea of, like, sitting down to practice sometimes is a bit daunting. So instead of um, practicing, I can just say... Oh I to do I'm gonna go do some chicken picking. <laughs> What'd you do this weekend? Ah, a little chicken picking. Ah, oh, fuck man, I gotta get home and do some chicken picking. <laughs> it's a lot better than practicing. Chicken picking. What are you, a chicken? It's your old chuckle buddy, guess who? Jonathan James Ramtram reporting live for Duty on this July twenty fourth, two thousand and eighteen. You know, it was a very um heartfelt podcast. You know? I've seen thunder, and I've seen rain. Is that how it goes? I've seen fire, and I've seen rain. I've seen it all, baby. Hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Send me your questions, send me your queries, send me your qualms. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. God bless my co-worker. God bless the... um Victims of the Greek town shooting, Toronto, 2018. Keep on rocking in the free world. Keep your chicken picking going. And I'll talk to you next time. Peace.